we were fucking for so long that um that playlist ended and it started playing just his regular spotify playlist just like his like library and like at first it's like we didn't notice it and like that was fine um and then all of a sudden all you hear is do 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 and it starts playing the fucking little mermaid <laughs> and, and like, oh no! And we're like, so we're like in missionary, just looking at each other, like sweaty, like we're like in passion, and we both just start laughing hysterically, like fall halfway off the bed. But the sliding up pussy is a homicide. Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we share our worst hookup or dating experiences. I'm Demi Wild, and your resident sexual deviant and today i've got a very special guest prince of the pervs legend icon adult film star micah martinez hi Hi. i was like deep titled yeah (laughs) i had to do something special for you you know (laughs) thank you you're an icon (laughs) i do i do what i can and it's a lot Well, welcome to the show. Before we get into anything, just I want to make sure that everyone knows to be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this show. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as this allows this show to be seen by more people. So, Micah, please tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, um, yeah, I am Micah Martinez. Um, been hoeing around all my life, but I'm <laughs> hoeing around on camera for about uh, five years now. Um, do everything in adult entertainment from casting to modeling to directing, production, uh, like PA work, audio, whole nine. I, I love it. I love my job. It keeps me busy. It keeps me crazy, but it keeps me busy. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I'm based here in Vegas, but I travel just about everywhere for work stuff. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a really good time. The won awards for... GX Talkin, um, been nominated for Best Bear several times, Best Daddy, everything <laughs> like that. So yeah, <laughs> like, but, best um, everything. Yeah. Like you're just kind of like an amazing person, and that's why I wanted <laughs> to have you on this show. Like you're such a riot. Whenever like we get to chat and like hang out. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's, and I just like to bring fun into my life. <laughs> I guess like where I can. Like I. The way I view life in general, like a lot, some people view my overall existence as like a black non-straight sex worker as taboo. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to take myself seriously if like <laughs> other people already judge me just for waking up every morning. So uh, that's what I do. <laughs> so far, so good. Hey, you know what? But, that's a way to live your life. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to hate myself. There's plenty of other people that do that for me, so we're good. We <laughs> <laughs> don't need to add to the fire, right? Like I'm good. Like I'm just gonna watch it burn. <laughs> so where are you from originally? 
originally from Jersey, um, which normally, like, as I, like, talk for, for a long time, like, my accent will come out because I, like, I'm from Jersey, but I've lived everywhere from, like, parts of New York, Philadelphia, Central Pennsylvania, North Carolina. Um, like I said, I live in Las Vegas now, but before this, I lived in L.A. for four years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my accent just ebbs and flows. Like, first thing in the morning, coffee is not coffee. It is coffee. I walk the dog. I need to talk to you on the phone. Like it's like stuff like that will just like <laughs> come up. Like, but um, yeah, no. From there, uh, literally from right over the bridge from Philadelphia. Like, uh, I remember there was a couple times when I was like younger. It would be like right after school, I would just shoot straight to Philly, and it's like I'd be there in ten, fifteen minutes, and then I'm just in Philly. <laughs> like, so yeah, right. was, that's where I'm from. How about you? Uh, I'm from Riverside, California, originally. I was born in the Central Valley. Okay. Uh, I lived in Seattle for six years. Then I came back to California. And here okay. I'm in LA. <laughs> <laughs> in Hollywood, I actually just moved out to, to Hollywood from Silver Lake uh, a year ago. A year ago tomorrow, actually. Nice. Okay. Uh, celebrating one year in Hollywood. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I exactly. So I wanted to mention, and I think it would be doing a disservice from uh telling everyone our origin story, how we met. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we met uh via grinder, we were chatting, and then we were like just got started hanging out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we we like what do we do? We had like dinner a couple times, just like hang out and talk. Yeah, and, like we went and saw like a weird like live experimental show. Right, and then we got tacos. <laughs> yes. I just talked about life. <laughs> like, after that, we were like, so like, okay, I am not in the headspace to do much, but let's please eat. <laughs> it was like, I can't, I don't know how to wrap my head around. It was like, if the person that made the music for Silent Hill didn't know what they were doing, and it's like, just like scratch this rake on this metal garbage can top for an hour. <laughs> and like that'll be the ambiance and it's like oh that's terrible so that's like what it was like no rhyme or reason which i'm all for some like orchestrated chaos but it was just like i'm high let's make noises and i was like please desist whenever you're ready <laughs> like, you know what i loved that i would i don't know if you like saw my face when we were watching that thing though i was like enthralled i'm like i love this this is so weird and avant-garde it was like i and that's the thing i get weird i get avant-garde it was just like me seeing just like their pupils like totally dilated i was like oh sweetie you're not even here right now you don't know what's going on it's like yeah yeah it was like chaos art but like (laughs) weird But that was a great time. But I don't know. I don't remember how the conversation started on porn, but obviously I knew that was what you did for work. And I think I was interested in doing it at the time. So we came up with you being my porn mom. (laughs) For like a hot second. And then it was like, I mean, a lot of people play with the idea of porn. And like, it makes sense. Like it's a very alluring thing. And then you like get to set for the first time and it's like, oh, this is like work work. Like you're like contortioned for like a couple hours. Like I always like kind of like try to forewarn people like when they see like porn, it's like, oh yeah, I just go there and like fuck for 20 minutes and I'm I'm good. It's like no, like even the regular like normal positions that you see, like doggy style or like missionary, it's like you're bent in a certain way. 
so that the mm-hmm. camera can see what's going on so that it doesn't even look like doggy, doggy style to you anymore. But to the camera, it's like, oh, I know what this is. I will do this at home when I am with whoever. Like, <laughs> but there it's like you're fully like twisted and like you need to make sure the body's right. Like you're like in character and like you're moaning of pleasure while meanwhile it's like, please, I need water because I'm getting a Charlie horse. Like it's like, <laughs> so basically all of it. Yeah, I, that's basically what it was. So, like, I was toying with the idea, and then yeah, we kind of like, kind of came up with a thing for like a minute. That's actually how Demi Wild was born. That was originally <laughs> going to be my porn name, but I decided to transition from on-camera stuff to doing this type of stuff that I think is mm-hmm. also important too. To have like these conversations that kind of break the taboo and to really kind of like understand the reality of sex and like dating and like what it means to have a connection with somebody a hundred percent well that's because i was just talking to my friend about this i think like yesterday or the day before how like in general like even with the world being like as like open as it is with like different types of dating or like different types of relationships and everything like that so many people still have this like 90s to like early aughts idea of a rom-com for relationships where it's like yeah i'm i'm polyamorous and i am going to be like open in every relationship like in the back of a lot of people's heads it's like but one day he will walk in and no one else will matter it's like no bitch go out and have fun like you will (laughs) like like, you experience everything that you want to like yes you may find like your favorite person but like people have it like instilled in them like oh everyone has one person and that's it like and that one person is going to revolutionize your entire plane of existence and like you're going to quit your high-paying job in new york and move to the small town you're from and sell hallmark cards and he's going to paint snowflakes and you guys are going to make it work like no like (laughs) (laughs) he's going to teach skiing in the alps later on in in the winter like and and but you will have love and that's what matters and it's like no (laughs) like if that does happen good for you but yeah so it's it's nice that there are outlets where people are kind of seeing like okay this isn't like if my life doesn't look exactly like that i'm not a failure at love because right. I mean, I've been there mentally, like where it's like people like spending time with me and they like dating me, but like I haven't found the one. Like noted, I'm only 29, so it's like I'm sitting here doing that, like not anywhere near old enough to be able to like understand that actual thought process of like what like love is or unconditional love or any of that stuff. So yeah, well, I think that's kind of like growing up with like Disney and stuff is like, it's that mm-hmm. whole kind of, we're kind of force fed this, this idea of a homogenous relationship and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And that works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. And that's understandable. Um, on my behalf, I tend to think a little bit more on the traditional side in terms of relationships. However, I understand that there's a lot of effort and mm-hmm. work and blood, sweat and tears that go into like relationships as well. So oh yeah. Well, because, like, like just because you mentioned Disney, which is, like, my favorite thing to think about, like, there's always the, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. They don't go into, <laughs> and then, like, when Prince Eric kept leaving his socks out, Ariel actually had to have a conversation about, like, why that was annoying her. <laughs> like, it's like, it like, no, like, these are, like, the weird, stupid things you have to talk about. 
or, or Jasmine lost it. all of her money at, at the races and Aladdin right. cheated on her. <laughs> right. It's like, here's like all the other things that happen in really, it's not just like we met, we went on three dates and now we're married and never going to break up ever. Like, it's like, no, you have to put, like you said, the work in. Like yeah. that's you know, every relationship is work. <laughs> like you need to know, like, how do I navigate this person and make it easier for them to navigate me without sacrificing who I am as a person. Exactly. So, Romance yeah. is real, but it takes work. right, right. <laughs> what is a valid date idea for this person? Like me, I love movies because I can just like sit there and turn my brain off. But like, say I'm dating someone and they're like, "Oh, I really love skiing," and I'm like, "I hate bears, so I'm not going to go into a mountain." <laughs> that I'm so like ingrained like city kid. So it's like when Why I would see they be nature, dating you. <laughs> I, when I see nature, like if it's like trees that are like warm and like rocky i'm like snakes if it's like lush like mountains i'm like bears like that my brain is just like up oh, can't do that bears live there like <laughs> ocean <laughs> sharks live there sorry <laughs> sounds very nice i'll stay on the beach but sharks live there <laughs> like, that's what my brain does <laughs> like, sharks we, live there <laughs> right shark, no no <laughs> like Raccoons That's are out there. Fun. I can't go. <laughs> See, raccoons are fine. They're just little little bandits. <laughs> as long as they aren't rabbits, but you know, that's exactly. a gamble I'm willing to take. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, speaking of dating, uh, so you mentioned you were seeing somebody. How's that going? Um, good. It's like new and like not any sort of like, oh, this is my boyfriend and I am going to, this is the it forever like it's still new like we're having fun um it's funny we met to like film and like i broke one of my rules which is like i typically don't date people that i like film with i like to keep the work in that very separate right so like i never like under the pretense like oh we're going to like film and then like i'm going to end up like wanting to go on a date with you but like we met (laughs) we were both like huh okay and like just kind of went from there um so that was a couple months ago now but um yeah, we're just having fun. Like he lives in the the other thing is he lives in LA. I live here in Vegas. Like it's not Four that hours. it's like long distance, long distance. Yeah, but it's like okay, like so again, it's not like okay. Well, we're going to be married by summer. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like we're just having we're having fun and it's a really good time. So, but we're it's funny we film so much now that it's like people like are noticing very much so on Twitter. Like, <laughs> do you guys? And we're kind of like, kind of, <laughs> that's kind of that's floating around right now. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's going well. Um, stage, his stage name's Miguel. So it's been chill so far. Nice. But um, yeah, we're just vibing. Congrats. <laughs> I hope it continues for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of like, so do, do, film star to adult film stars date often is that a normal thing i will honestly say most adult film stars that i'm thinking of off the top of my head have a significant other whether it's in industry or not like there's several where it's like they both have their respective like stage name and like performance and presence and everything like that mm-hmm. and like they've been like in a relationship for like 10 years <laughs> like, wow. it's just like yeah there's a lot of us where it's like we just keep quiet but yeah like off the top of my head like i'm actively trying to think of someone that's not dating somebody right now or like married and you wouldn't know or <laughs> and i'm like actually not thinking of anybody <laughs> like we all kind of like 
and that's the thing it's like I get asked like pretty regularly, oh, does your job like affect your dating life? And I'm like, well, no, because like I'm not looking for people that kind of like look down on sex workers or like I could never date you because you like suck dick for money or whatever. Yeah. Because even before I started doing porn, those weren't the kind of people I like to surround myself with. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, a lot of us, we just kind of have gravitated towards, like I said, dating in industry or people that genuinely don't care. Like a lot of there's like three people that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Yeah. They have like long-term partners and have been married and done the whole nine. And like, you would not know. Like, right. and like, and they've been together for like a decade and like have a kid type thing. Like, it's like, and it's just like, Oh, but this person like super thanks me. And it's like, yeah. And like, that is how they portray themselves. And yes, they are attractive in life. And then after they, clock out from filming and they get their check they go home and they s- stop at burger king because their kid wants a fucking kid meal <laughs> and they, bring it, they bring it back and have to like <laughs> do whatever with the wife or the husband or you know like so yeah it's it's been kind of cool like i know like my roommate like has like a girlfriend um he's a bisexual uh, trans uh female to male star um he has a girlfriend wow. like two of my um really closest friends in the industry they've been dating now for over a year like a lot of the main directors that i work with they actually either have long-term partners or they're married stuff like that so yeah Yeah, so it's not uncommon it just has a lot of like it's it's basically any other job you clock out you go home to your husband or wife it's yeah and that's like i think it's kind of stems from the same place as when people think that in today's day and age, like porn sets are like fueled by like drugs and drinking. And like, there's like fluffers, which like, <laughs> that's never been a thing by the way. Really? <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's never like, you don't have a fluffer. You have a fucking scene partner. That's like also tested. That's like there for you to do. <laughs> like, right. like oh, there's, there's a random person that hides in the closet. And then when you need to get hard, they come out and suck. You're like, no, that's not a thing. Um, nor has it ever been a thing. My one friend's been in the industry for like 30 years. He's like, what? <laughs> he's like, where did that come from? <laughs> he's like, I've done like 500 scenes. He's like, where, where did the idea of a fluffer come from? I don't get it. Um, maybe back in the 70s, like, I mean, I know like there's, there's straight straight guys that do gay porn, so I, I guess that's kind of where the idea came from, but that still yeah, doesn't... But there's, there's also like Viagra, and there's also right. like, like Trimax, which that's not my favorite, just because like it's a needle that goes into a certain area and I'm like, <laughs> jokes on you. I've done enough needles in my life. That's why I'm five years sober. But uh, <laughs> like, it's like, mm, yeah, good. yeah. We don't um, fuck with needles. No, that's just like a personal, like I know other people, they use it and they swear by it. Me. I'm just like, I, if, if absolutely need be, I'll take a Levitra, but then I'm like horny for three days after <laughs> so I'm, I try to avoid even that. I just like, I'm a horned out. So I could just, make it work give me a butt in my face i'm good um, exactly but um no like i was sorry tangent <laughs> like i was saying it's kind of like people think that like porn sets are like oh like you walk in the door and like there's a bouncer that just blows a puff of coke in your face and it's like no like it's literally like you walk in you have your ids you do your paperwork like you meet your scene partner you negotiate like what your limits are before the scene and everything like that like you find out what the synopsis is, you take your pictures, you do contortion positions to take sex stills, and then you do more contortion positions to actually have sex, and then you get paid and then you go home. 
that's a typical and all of this in the course of like four to eight hours depending on like how intense the scene is so people yeah. think it's like you walk in and there's like you can do jello shots and it's like no it's you need to do legal paperwork so like most sets that I've been on, it's like, you are not under the influence of drugs and alcohol right now because I'm having you fill out a W-9. <laughs> so I need you to be sober. <laughs> right. like, like, before I give you this check for X amount of dollars, I need you to be sober here so that I can actually legally pay you. Like, right. But people think because of like, honestly, the past and everything like that, like, or like different portrayals of porn and everything like that in common media that like, oh, it's it's a big party. Like, no, there's people that do party, but in today's day and age, you literally have to wait until you are done and like offset before that can even be considered a thing. Yeah. Cause there's legal paperwork there <laughs> that you need to sign. And like, yeah. there's things like production insurance where if anything happens and they find out that the model or the PA or the director was not sober that day, like, Oh, well, this nullifies your production insurance. You now owe this person $3 million. And you know, so it's like, it's like, no, a lot of people like to avoid that. So they'll just wait a couple hours to go and do it. OSHA will be on your ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and the government already hates porn. So like, we're just going to like be in even more hot water for no reason. Right. So, like, so yeah, we just avoid that. <laughs> well, that's crazy. Well, um, yeah, I think it's probably time to to share the story. Are you ready? I am, and it's a, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm I'm excited to, to hear what you have. Great. So just like jump in, just like story time with Micah. Is that what's going on here? That's right. Okay. <sighs> story time with Micah. <laughs> <laughs> so the year is 2017, um, and it's funny, like. I'm going to preface this with this person is like now like one of my absolute best friends in the entire world, but it's because of this. So are we naming names? <laughs> well, his name is Nathan Daniels. It's another porn model. And this is like before either one of us did porn, which is like the even funnier part. We were just like hoes that like met under these happenstances. <laughs> and here we are. Um, this isn't normal. We don't normally name names, but this for this one, I'll allow it. <laughs> If I made a TikTok about this scenario, then like he'll be fine. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so yeah, I was. This is before porn, so I was working at the <laughs> the WeHo twenty four hour fitness. Rest in peace. Um, and yeah, right. Um, so I was working there um, full time at the front desk, and there was this guy that would come in, and like I'm a big Pokemon nerd. Like I have like Pokemon keychains, like the whole nine. Yeah, like I my AirPods thing is a Bulbasaur. Like it's like I have Pokemon out the ass. I was actually so battling dude... people uh, while I was waiting for you. Oh, <laughs> <Online. yeah>. <laughs> 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 um, but anyways, so there's like Kilo, like Ginger White Boy, keep walking in, and he had like a Piplup hat, like the Pokemon Piplup. So you're like keep walking in, and of course, like when he checks in, like his name would pop up, but I would just keep calling him Piplup because I was like, okay, well that's. I'm neurodivergent as hell, by the way. So it's like, that's how I would know him because every day he had the Piplup hat on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's the cute one. So like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, his name pops, like his real name pops up and everything like that. So, and like any good, like gay, like he would like come in and I would like always like check grinder and scruff and be like, is he on? Like, what's he into? Like, <laughs> but, like, Rather than just saw, saying hi. <laughs> 
Well, because he would like have his AirPods in, and I would like legit say like, "Hey, how are you?" And like any person first thing in the morning going into the gym, he would just like grunt at me and walk away right. and like wave. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think he's in the mood to get flirted with right now, so I'm just gonna see if he's on Grinder. Gotcha. Um, and then finally one day, motherfucker was, and I was like, oh my god. Um, so like I messaged him and I was like, hey, insert real name. And he was like, how do you know my name? And I was like, well, I, the dude that works at the front desk at the gym and I see you <laughs> literally every day thought you would recognize. This is pre-COVID, so there weren't masks on all that. I was like, right. and like, I have a face picture. I was like, dick, I'm here all the time. How dare. <laughs> I was like, I'm a creep well, and I've been stalking you for three weeks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> three months, roughly. <laughs> so, um, like we're just like chatting up like we decided like we go to like Boston Nova and like like eat like then it's like okay it's getting into that like territory of like do we like like each other or are we just like flirting because we're having fun whatever like no pressure on either side so like finally I um I go over to like hook up with them and it's me I am not the type where it's like oh 20 minutes and like we're good like, and then, like, I bust my nut, and then, like, all is well. Have a blessed day. I will never talk to you again. Like, no, it is an event. Like, we're there for a while. So it's, like, he put on his little Spotify, like, sexy music playlist. So it's, like, R&B, and it's, like, all the all the baby-making music. But, like, right. <laughs> but we were fucking for so long that um that playlist ended and it started playing just his regular spotify playlist was just like his like library and like at first it's like we didn't notice it and like that was fine um and then all of a sudden all you hear is do 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 and it starts playing the fucking little mermaid so we're like in missionary just looking at each other like sweaty like we're like in passion and we both just start laughing hysterically like fall halfway off the bed like because when you just have sebastian in the background the seaweed is all wave green but like <laughs> we're like like we're <laughs> so, he was like your challenge is to keep going so i start fucking into the beat of under the sea oh no to, try, to prove a point because now i'm like oh bitch and it was like <laughs> the entire sexy mystique of it was gone because like it was like I'm talking, it's like three in the morning. We're both already like tired and like kind of delirious and like have taken like six water breaks and stuff like that. And now we have the little mermaid playing. And I guess it was like going in order or something because then the next song was another Disney song. It was the fucking Lion King. Like um, it was, uh, and I just can't wait to be king. Oh so then that starts God. playing immediately <laughs> after. So we're just. <laughs> We're just at this point, just like trying to like have as much fun with this as possible. Like a couple songs later, like we're just we're done. Neither one of us like five acts or anything, and we're just like laughing hysterically. And I remember we just like kind of looked at each other and was like, "Hey, friend!" <laughs> like it was just like I don't think I can date you for whatever reason. Like whatever energetically just happened here. You are my bestie, <laughs> and that's it. Because, <laughs> like, 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 
it was like initially like i was like crushing and like he had gotten out of a relationship pretty recently and i was like new to la and stuff like that so like it was like okay well maybe and then that happens and it's like mm, don't think we're gonna date but you are by far my best friend that i've met in a long ass time <laughs> so like oh my we just god immediately went there um and yeah it was <laughs> i've never had like I've never had genuinely a situation where it's like I meet another gay. This is before I lived in like any sort of like gay metropolis being sober. Like I said, I was newly sober as well. So I was used to, okay, another gay man approaches. So that means they either want to fuck me, they either want to fight me, or they are now my arch nemesis and going to compete for my job. That was like, (laughs) so I never like had the experience of like gay friend. So initially it was like okay so i like this person and they have similar interests as me so that means that we must become boyfriends question mark i don't know how this works i'm new yeah that's a that's a huge that's a huge like right like it's like oh with with gay (laughs) relationships when you meet a gay person you don't know what they are to you are they a threat are they hot do you want to fuck do you want to date yeah and like you never know and since i was so new like I had like zero experience aside from like other gay people in AA, but like that's AA. We're not there to date. I mean, some people are good for them, but like <laughs> I'm there to like, you know, not do smack and drink a fifth of vodka every night anymore. That's why I was going. So like, <laughs> so like, so like, yeah, I hadn't like met them, but like with those people I'm talking about like spiritual principles and like, making amends and like writing the wrongs I've done in life and like where we're going to eat, which is normally fresh corn grill. So it was like <laughs> very different connotation. So it's never, I never met a wild gay out and about, <laughs> nor have I like ever been inside of one. And then it's like, Oh, so we're going to be friends now. Okay, cool. And like being cool with it, like, and it kind of like opened up, <laughs> it opened that door to like where, Oh, like, I hate to say this and it sound crass, but this is just what young me used to think. It's like, oh, this is a person. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, okay, like I can, I can have like person talk to this like person. That's cool. Like, I don't have to. Oh, like how we were saying, you're an enemy of some sort, or you're in my way, or you're about to be the love of my life. It's like, no, you're just another person that likes Pokemon and like lives down the street from me. Okay, cool. Like it was Disney like, music. <laughs> right. It apparently really loved Disney. And like the score from Avengers and stuff like that. Like, like I said, from that, it was like just from me being super young and like inexperienced in life in general, anyways. And then also just like that just rocked my shit. Like I was very much one of those gays growing up where it's like all of my friends were like either the like super down straight bros or like the girls where it's like, Oh, this is my GBF. Like it's like, and I was like an accessory thing. I, so I never had the experience of like having another gay man in my life where it's like, Oh, we are literally friends. Like there's not like a rom-com. Oh. And then like one day the stars will align and we'll fall in love. It's like, no, you just the homie. Like, it's like you're just like my best friend. Like, and like, <laughs> we go to each other to like kiki and like have relationship advice i just never experienced that and it kind of opened up that door to me um 
because now I have a bunch of people like that, like both work related and not like there's, <laughs> there's a couple models where I absolutely adore. And I think that they're hot as hell. And then people will be like, you two should work together. And we just look at each other and it's like, now Mary, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the fun idea. <laughs> like, funny. You would think that, but <laughs> this is the Judy. <laughs> like, it's like, some things are sacred. One of them being his butthole. Sorry. <laughs> like, it's like, right. But, well, I, you know, I think that actually speaks a lot to like how damaged gay people are because like yeah. really we don't have these kind of like social navigation skills where it automatically makes sense like who this person is, like where this person fits into your life. Like you have to mm-hmm. kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky because I, I mean, I, I had a similar situation. I didn't really have gay friends until I was in my twenties. Yeah. And then I just, I found myself in this group of like all gay gamers. And I was like, okay, like this is very interesting and new. And then, you know, there's some weird stuff going on too, but I, I tried to stay out of all that stuff. (laughs) But, but yeah, I, I didn't really have that experience either. And then actually my current best friend, um, Jay Maceo from uh, a cosmic journey with Demi and Jay, mm. he is, we, we met because we dated like 13 years ago mm. and, you know, we just kind of just became friends and like besties. And yeah, like, I think, I think gay relationships is just something that has to like kind of evolve, like mm. and it can evolve and it allowed to evolve over time. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, I was just talking with uh, the guy I'm dating about um, just like weird experiences we've had, like in, even in the industry, like so work related. And like, he was like meeting up with someone to film and stuff like that. And the person got like weird and it kind of just like spoke to when us as a community were so kind of hurt that when people treat us nicely, we're like, oh no, they're falling in love or, oh, they want something from me or something like that. When let it, it's sometimes people are just kind. (laughs) Sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm just being nice because like the way I look at it, especially in today's day, like now in my life, like it takes so much more effort to go out of my way and be mean and be petty and be fucking rude as shit for no reason, (laughs) as opposed to just like, oh, here, like, okay, you need this, got you. Like, just something so quick and simple, like, hey, can you grab me a bottle of water on your way over to film? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like, but people, like, look at that and they're like, oh, you really don't have to do that? And then it's like, oh my God, are you falling for me? And it's like, what? <laughs> like, no. I brought you water because you were thirsty. I got you like, <laughs> 2.99 gallon of water. Not if you're thirsty in a whole different way. <laughs> like, right, like, or, like, I, I mean, I've experienced it too where it's like, I like at the gym, I'm just being nice to people because uh, they're walking in and it's my job as a either a operations manager or fucking a customer service representative to, you know, be nice. And people are like, are you flirting with me? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> giving you a towel <laughs> because you asked for one <laughs> or offering a towel <laughs> because it is part of your membership. <laughs> I guess like, or like, or because you're walking around naked and need one. <laughs> <laughs> or like the thing, like when I would like work at bars and stuff like that. And like me, I was like always like ace on like my pores and stuff. So like people would get their drink and I poured it properly. And they're like, oh, this is strong. Are you like, the, it's it's a stronger drink. So you're flirting with me. I'm like, 
no, it's a shot and a quarter. So I count it to five as I was pouring and gave you the proper amount of alcohol. <laughs> so it tastes stronger because I didn't skimp you on your pour. <laughs> I can start doing that if it makes you think I don't want to marry you. <laughs> like if right. For that conversation. Um, or yeah, like it's just, it's, it's pretty sad. And like I said, I, I've been there too, so I get it. But it's like the overall like idea where it's like, it it makes it so that showing kindness is a minefield and it's it's sad where it's like oh like i'm being nice to this person like i hope that they don't think that i'm doing anything aside from just being nice that's why at this point when it comes to dating or flirting or even just like lustful thoughts and stuff like that i'm i've just gotten in the habit of being like expressly clear like so it's like if i'm crushing on someone or like which having a crush at almost 30 is just always funny to me. I'm like, I'm crushing. I'm in high school. Great. But it's like, if I'm crushing on someone or like, if I'm interested, like I just expressly say it. Like, so at this point, if I don't say it, that's because it's not fair. Like, like, so it's like, Hey, like I would like to take you on a date and see like what happens. There I am. Like, but if it's just like, Oh yeah, let's go grab food with like friends. People are like, yeah. oh my god, are you trying to date me? I'm like, no, it's a group of 10 people going to freaking in and out Like, I don't... <laughs> I guess, like, we're going to Carl Jr. real quick. Do you want to eat? Like, I'm inviting another friend. Um, so, yeah, I just... It kind of sucks that I have to be, like, assertive in that way. Like, I'm very assertive in life overall, but, like, where it's like, I would like to date you! <laughs> like, it's like... As opposed to just, like, vibing out and seeing, like, what happens. Well, um, that's great because, like, you know, I think. Well, okay. So when I went to when I went back to college, I was studying communications. That's what I went. What's what my major? Excuse me. <laughs> that's what my major was, and I was at a point in my life where uh, communicating with people was just so difficult for some reason. So I, I decided mm. to just. This is what I want to do. This is how. I, I need to learn this stuff if I want to mm-hmm. get anywhere in life. And I think that's something that needs to be taught, not just in college. It needs to be taught at a younger age, like how to uh, express yourself properly, how to <laughs> let someone down easy, how to right. uh, just be open about yourself to other people. And, oh, 100%. Yeah, I, it, it caused a lot of like rifts in my life and and it's unfortunate but you know this is life and this is the things that you go through challenges you have to face and lessons you have to learn but yeah communication is so key well kind of like you were saying i wish it was like more than just like a college course or like a college degree that you could get where it's like it's kind of like the joke of like oh they taught us how to use pythagorean theorem which i still have not like used once since graduating high school so they beat that into our heads b squared b squared equals c squared squared. yeah the fucking triangle (laughs) shit like never use that algebra never nope (laughs) well even when i like went to school for my degree i went to school for social work still have never used it so it's like okay so this was literally useless but god forbid i need to know how to balance a checkbook or like do my taxes or like you said communicate effectively or like I remember before our time, home ec was very much a thing. And now it's like an elective course. And it's like, so you have a bunch of people riding around that don't know how to boil water. And it's like, okay, (laughs) like, can we get some life skills, please? Like, as opposed to just like finding out like the sonnets of old white men from the 1800s or like things in math that we will never use because we're going into like liberal arts or like something. (laughs) Like, can we get some stuff so we don't have just a bunch of like, 
confused adults running around anymore because this is getting old. <laughs> hey, don't hate on a good sonnet, though. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like the in general. Like, it's like, I cool, so I, I know this. Great. But can I also know how to do this? And they're like, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how they answer. Never going to use that in my life. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, thank you. Unless I'm so a biologist. Much. Right. Like, and even so, I don't even think biologists really use that information a whole lot. <laughs> right. It's not like that's how they found out how to get the vaccine for COVID. It's like oh, the mitochondria. Like, no, they were looking at 8,000 other things. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's just, I wish that there was a way to teach the youngins how to communicate more effectively. Because, I mean, like how I, I know my struggles with communication to this day. Yeah. I know the struggles of friends. I, I see it happen all the time where, you know, friends come to you to vent and they're like, <laughs> they're explaining the situation. That's like, Ooh, girl, you're the one at a fault here right now. <laughs> it was like, that, that was on you. <laughs> like, but in general, like, because they weren't taught how to communicate effectively or like in a healthy way, like we all know how, most of our parents have done a number on us, especially in the gay community. So it's yeah. like, then we go out into the world and it's like, oh, well, this is the only way that I saw people communicating. So this must be how you communicate. It's like, eh. <laughs> like yeah. not, not really. Um, so yeah, it kind of turns sad. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I, I wanted to bring it right back to, to the story one more time. Yeah. So, Number one, I think I might be psychic because I brought up Disney right in the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> this <not>. whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but number two, how had that... Okay, I understand how that relationship blossomed, but like, how did you allow it to flourish? I think that's a really important thing for, for queer people and people in general just to understand how to nourish a friendship over time. So me and him we just immediately like i said for me it was lucky like a switch flip so it was like the feelings the lovey-dovey feelings like immediately were gone yeah. but like there was still that like that little seed of like friendship love and care that was there because it's like wow like i haven't had like a good belly laugh like that in so long without having the pretense of it being like one of the girls or like without it being someone that i'm like actively trying to fall for but it's there with this person so like let me just let me treat them the way that i treated other friends and just see like what happens and like next thing you know it's like wow like we are friends like as opposed to <laughs> the good old adage of like we're just we're gay or we're queer or we're bi or we're whatever but like we're also just people. So just treat me like a person and like talk to me like a person. And then like, you'll end up getting person things out of me, like friendship and like communication and honesty. Like, so it's like, <laughs> that's I just, such a far cry for a lot of people these days. It's really right. Sad. It's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. It's like, I'm all for like the inclusivity, but it's like, we, or me, I used to have this thing on there. It's like, okay, well, if they're gay, then I have to talk to them a certain way. It's like, no, literally just like make inside jokes and like send memes. That's it. Like, <laughs> that's like the hardest part. Just like being communicative. Like, it's like, oh, I found this funny. I know that this is this person's sense of humor. Let me send it to them. Or like, 
oh, like, I know this person likes watching horror movies too. So, oh, let's go see it chapter one or whatever when it came out. Yeah. Stuff like that, as opposed to, oh, well, I have to put a gay spin on every interaction I have with this person. It's like, no, literally just talk to them like a person. Like, gay stuff's going to come up because, like, you both get it. Like, if you have to, like, vent about douching because you had fucking Taco Bell the night before and then trade hits you up. Okay. <laughs> like, like, but, like, the gay stuff's going to come up, but it's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, as soon as you put down the crunch wrap, hey, what you doing? God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> 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 Give me an hour and a half. I'm gonna go pressure wash my colon real quick. <laughs> <laughs> pressure wash my colon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like no, yeah, the gay conversations are gonna come up because they're just inherently things that you have similar interests in. But yeah, not every conversation has to revolve around dick and RuPaulisms. Right. Like, it's like half the time, like, we're just literally talking. Like I said, we're sending like dog and cat videos to one another. Like, we're like, just like, this is funny. Like, one of my favorite things is just like dogs that don't know how to bark. So they yell. Send those to me. I will like inherently think that you're like a good Judy type thing. It's like, oh, you love me. Like, you know that this really stupid thing that doesn't make any sense is something that brings so much joy to my life. Completely. Like just, just doing stuff like that, like as opposed to, like you said, having to. Oh, I this is a gay, so I have to make it gay. And it's like, no, like, no, <laughs> like you can do whatever. Like, just treat other people like people. And next thing you know, you're going to have a group of friends. You're going to find out, like, the converse of it. You're going to find out. Oh, this person can't treat me like a person, so I don't really want them around. Which is also a very fair thing to have. Like. Yeah. Not everyone that you meet is supposed to be your friend. It just is what it is. You can treat them with civility and respect if they deserve it. But like not every single person you meet is like, oh, this is my best friend. We will go on for years. They will be in my wedding party um, and everything is going to be great. Like, no, like you can meet people that you don't vibe with. But still, in order to get there, you have to treat them like a human to actually feel out if you are compatible in any sort of relationship, friendship, acquaintanceship, work relationship love relationship so discernment right like knowing knowing who is who in this world <laughs> in, in accordance to you and then not taking that information and running and telling everyone because that's not everyone's business like sometimes other people have an absolutely great relationship with someone because they mesh well and you didn't because you didn't <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that's fine well what's the moral of the story then Just oh, sorry, treat you cut out there for well. a second. Oh, uh, I would. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I would say just treat people well. Like, don't run into any sort of relationship trying to force a connotation onto it. Just treat people well and see what happens. You'll most of the time be surprised. <laughs> like, it's like either they can become your best friend or they'll become your partner or. They'll be your fucking roommate. Like I said, my roommate right now, like it's just someone I met and like I was introduced by my roommate because they slid under a fence on their skateboard, like turtle style. Weirdest thing I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> that was the intro. What? And I was this like, acrobatic feet. Like they were like, they came up and they like went to the wrong gate at this apartment complex, but there was like a, a gap in between the ground and the gate, bottom of the gate. 
So they just got down on their skateboard and just like turtled in. <laughs> and like, I'm just like sitting there watching. This is like back when I smoked. So I'm just like outside smoking a cigarette. And he like walks up, hey, I'm Luke. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> like, who are you, little leprechaun man? And now he's my friggin' roommate. I adore this fucker. But um, yeah, you just treat people well and go from there. Don't try to force anything in a relationship. Like, just see what happens. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds all right. <laughs> all right. Well, Micah, this has been amazing. Thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing. And was it Miguel? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Miguel, for an awesome story. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, Miguel's the Nathan is the Nathan. person with the story. Nathan the person with the story. <laughs> I was like, Miguel, I mentioned him, but that's <laughs> No, Nathan Daniels is the homie. He's the best. <laughs> Shout out Nathan Daniels. <laughs> Where can our listeners find you? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Micah Martinez X. You can find me on Instagram at Micah Martinez X2. That's the first two. Got to leave it. Um, and you can even find me on TikTok um, at Micah Martinez X1. Um, I think that's it. Or uh, OnlyFans.com slash Micah Martinez X1 or just for dot fans um, slash Micah Martinez X1. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Those are all the places. Of course, I'll list all those places down below in the show notes. Again, thank you again for joining this, uh, sharing the story with us. And thanks. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Be sure to check out the episode description for our guest social media links for more information on this show or to read my blog, Soka Poor Stories and A Deviant's Guide to Sex. Or if you're interested in receiving a personal tarot reading from me, visit DimitriWild.com. Stay deviant. Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional. (laughs)